Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Your Successful Secrets, where we show you the secrets to your own success, life, and livingness. Today's episode is going to be a little fun because if you caught episode two where we interviewed Taylor Mack on the passing of her mother and what she got into, it's actually going to be a role reversal today where we're actually talking about the passing of my father and how it happened, what happened. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about this. So tune up the volume, plug in your earbuds. We're gonna have this a fun time for this next episode. How are you doing today, Taylor? Doing pretty good. How about you, Ian? I'm doing pretty good. I'm really excited about this. I knew that when we did it after your episode, I knew I needed you to do my episode on this. So I'm really happy that we are able to get together and do this. Yeah, man, absolutely. I actually wanted to thank you again for allowing me to come on and like, you know, do my spiel because I know that I just know that you have the same purpose as me in wanting to help people. And I feel like, you know, I've told my story to other people and I feel like it's actually really impacted them. So to be able to have that opportunity, I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're definitely welcome. It was awesome doing that episode with you. I've already seen that you have the most downloads so far, and I'm so excited for that simply because people get to hear your story and get impacted that much by you. So you're awesome as it is. I just want to give you a high five for ah, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> just being amazing because you're so fun to be around. So I'm excited about this and super happy that we get to do this together. Heck yeah, so let's do it. Yeah. So cool. So um, I guess I'll be the interviewee today, right. huh? Yeah. All right, <laughs> sick. So let's do it. Okay, cool. So I guess kind of like I want to find out a little bit of background uh, mm-hmm. with you, which is interesting. I don't think I've ever really genuinely found out from you uh-huh. your background, mm-hmm. actually come to think of it. <laughs> so this is even like news to me. So okay. So mm-hmm. I don't know. What was it like growing up? You said you were from Montana? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So what was it like growing up there? So growing up in Montana was gorgeous. I mean, the place is known as the Big Sky State, literally because the ground there is flatter, which means that you can see more of the sky. And I have never been in a place where I consistently could see the stars as much as that place. One of the prettiest places I had ever been was actually about two miles away from my house where I took a walk and it was unreal. There were, all I saw were literally trees everywhere and mountains. Right above me was a bald eagle in a very blue sky, no clouds at all. What? Yeah, it was insane just floating around and I was just like, what is going on with my life right now? Dude, that is amazing. <laughs> Talk about some spiritual shit, Jesus. <laughs> That's wait. Okay, so you're in Montana. We're talking about north. So yeah, mountains. Yeah. I mean, like, how how cold would it get there? It was where I lived. It was about forty to fifty miles away from the Canadian border, and I lived in a valley. So what would happen is the cold that would come from Canada would roll over the mountains and then sit in the valley. And I have my my Canadian cousin who was working in the Yukon right next to Alaska. And he I was talking with him just a couple weeks ago. He was saying it was getting down to negative 40. What? And that also happened in Whitefish, Montana, where it would get that cold at times. That's cold enough to the point where someone was on top of the ski resort mountain that we lived near. And they would take a hot bucket of water. They would throw it outside. It would instantly turn to ice, and it would blow away. That's how cold 
it can get, which is totally unreal for a lot of people. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> dude, I literally, as you know, if any listeners have, you know, listened to my episode, I grew up in Florida. So that is so unreal to me. <laughs> so unreal. <laughs> That's amazing. Thanks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even imagine having to survive that. Anyway, glad you're here in Florida well, where thanks. you can be nice and yeah, warm. Yeah, <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> okay, cool. So let's get a little deeper into this. Um, yeah. How about, you know, now you mentioned that your father passed away. So yeah. where exactly did he pass away? He passed away in Columbia Falls, Montana, which is about 15 miles, 20 miles away from Whitefish, Montana. Okay. And um, yeah, it was pretty intense. He actually passed away due to hypothermia, which is a very different situation for most people, how they pass away. Wow, that yeah. sounds really serious i mean were you yeah. with him like what what exactly happened that day when he passed so it was interesting because i was in i was being a prep cook at the time i was doing dishwashing and prep cooking and i was working in the back prepping some salsa at this coffee shop that i was working at and it was a different type of day you know i thought it was pretty normal i was just working and then out of the blue, probably within 40 minutes into my shift, this police officer is coming into the restaurant and someone grabs one of the baristas and said, hey, is Ian Tolson here? And this barista comes back and said, hey, Ian, there's a cop here wanting to talk with you. Oh, right? And so Jesus. I'm right. And I'm thinking, what did I do wrong? Oh, my God. <laughs> why am I? Why is a cop asking for me? Right. And right. I don't I don't I'm fairly okay with talking with the police. So I'm like, OK, I'll go talk to this police officer. We go outside into his vehicle. And my mom is in the back car, back seat. And keep in mind, it's about probably about at a high, 10 degrees, 20 degrees, probably in the negatives because that's just how Montana is. And my mom's in the back and I'm super confused at this point. And lo and behold, he tells me, Ian, your father passed away. And I look at him and I have a long time to process things and this and he may as well have said you just want a trip to costa rica because it really didn't hit me it wasn't like oh yeah my father is for sure dead he passed away now he's gone right you know and so what ended up happening is we drove from kalispell montana where i was working all the way over to whitefish where his body was and i don't really know why we ended up going back there. It wasn't necessary. <laughs> wow, that's what I, yeah, yeah, carry on. For me to see his body or anything, but for some reason we, we did that. And just to give you guys an idea, heading over there, it's snowing. We were traveling through, I don't know, about 20 miles on the highway. And in Montana, there's snow banks that get roughly four feet of snow on them. So there's snow everywhere, brutally cold, but you just get used to it living in the colder weather but that's yeah we ended up going from kalispell over to whitefish where we entered the hospital wow that's so intense dude i mean yeah. like how long was that trip like what were you thinking when you were driving that way over there yeah you know it wasn't really uh, it still hadn't really hit me so okay. going over there it was more a okay we're going back to whitefish mm -hmm. new news my dad's dead um okay you know yeah this is new i'm not really used to this yet so just not really thinking too much i honestly think i was numb to the entire situation because there were other people that had passed away in the same area earlier on in my life which i always kind of handled in a numbness didn't really know how to look at it type of situation okay 
Yeah. Wow. All right. I mean, well, tell me about your relationship with your dad. Like, I mean, were you close with him or? You know, that's a good question. My dad really loved me. He really did. He had a lot of good intentions behind being around me and being with me and that type of thing. But honestly, even though he had those good intentions, he wasn't physically present in most of my life. He was a truck driver that would be gone for a series of months and there'd be a lot of times where as an eight-year-old, nine-year-old, I'd be bawling my eyes out saying, where is my dad? Of course. Type of thing. And so for me to lose my dad wasn't exactly a foreign concept, to be honest with you, because he wasn't physically present in most of my life. So it wasn't as though I was, I'm not going to see him anymore. It was okay, I'm just not going to be able to talk to him anymore. And I feel that some people who have a very close relationship with their family, that can be really hard for them. But for me, it was just, okay, I'm just, he's just permanently gone now instead of I'm never going to see him again. It was, it wasn't as intense, I think, for me as it was for some people to lose a family member like that. And really quick, how old were you? I was 20, pretty sure I was 20. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I mean, it's like, yeah, 18, you're an adult, but I mean, let's be <laughs> real. Like any age, it doesn't make it any easier. But yeah. I find that at least for me when I was 19, it's not a joke, man. Mm. You really got to find your way again, you know? Yeah. So let me ask you, I mean, since you guys were going there to see his body, I mean, what was it like to see his body? You know, it was interesting because they got to the hospital we went up this one hallway, took a right, went down another hallway, and his body was behind a curtain. And I hadn't seen my dad, I think, for about three months. Wow. But what was interesting is I called him about two weeks before he passed away. And I didn't know where he was because he was always truck driving. Right. And so it was seeing his body there was really interesting. I wish that when calling him I was hey dad where are you just want to get an update because I he could have been in New York he could have been in California yeah you know that type of thing and so to see him in front of me at that point in time I mean he was obviously had gained some weight his stomach was bloated what we found out later on is that when you die of hypothermia my father had a very different situation occur because your body isn't supposed to be bloated his body was actually full of blood Yeah, it was really interesting because this had been going on for a long time in his life where he would have ulcers, little basically cuts inside of his mouth, and he would have to take a lot of stuff just to make the pain go away. Wow. And so a combination of things were occurring is there's the hypothermia aspect, but we almost, my, I've talked with my mom a lot about this. We almost think he died because of internal bleeding. Really? Yeah. I mean, but like, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, fine. So he, he passed of hypothermia, but I mean, like, was he in the snow? Was he in his truck? Was there a oh, car accident? Like, great question. Yeah. So he was in his car. He was so used to truck driving that he would sleep in his vehicle, right? Yeah. God. And so he, on the first day, his eventually his car shut down. Okay. And he thinks he's fine. He's been through this before. He can handle it totally fine wow and he's just thinking it's another one of those situations so he puts in his electric blanket in the car that isn't working right and he sleeps in it for the first day the police are checking in on him actually and saying hey do you need help do you need help 
Do you need help for three days in a row? Wait, so he's just sleeping in his car, but the electric blanket didn't work. No, no, no. The electric blanket worked for three days. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so the police are checking in on him saying, do you need help? We want to take care of you. And my father was a very, I can take care of myself. I'm sure. a very prideful okay. type person. I mean, he's he's like, I'm a man right, type right, of thing. Right, right. I get that. I get that. <laughs> yeah. And that was honestly probably the bitter downfall to him is his mindset, his body, and the situation in of itself. He couldn't physically take on what was occurring in his life. Wow. Yeah. That's seriously intense. Yeah. Damn, dude. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I remember you mentioning that you had had deaths previously, or at least surrounding this one. Have you mm. had deaths surrounding your father's passing? You know, there was. There's one thing I wanted to mention about this um, before getting into this question. So okay. we, I see his body. It's cover, It's like bloated, covered in blood, and it was really intense. I don't know how much people want to listen to this. There was a point where I just broke down crying, holding on to his dead bloody cold hand and I didn't know what else to do yeah but what was crazy about it is within a 40 minute time frame of his body of seeing his tangible body driving away over to Columbia Falls coincidentally about 10 to 15 miles where he passed away yeah I get a call from Job Corps which is this trade school kind of place Mm -hmm. in Utah because I wanted to get out of the state previously. And they said, I was reluctant to pick up the phone because I didn't know what the number was, but I was like, whatever, I'll answer the phone. Coincidentally, it's Job Corps, and they said, hey, Ian, we want you to come out to Utah so you can get a trade skill. And what was crazy is my dad, I would meet with him sometimes, like every whenever he was in town. And the one thing he kept saying is, Ian, I want you to go to a trade school. I want you to go into the Navy. I want you to go do something more with your life to get more. Wow. Yeah. Whoa, dad talking even (laughs) after life. Holy shit, dude. No, I really believe in that. Mm -hmm. Really do, for sure. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, one of the... one. Yeah, and it was crazy because he was we were literally 15 miles away from where he had physically dropped left his body type yeah. of thing. Wow. Yeah. That's, so Hey, I <laughs> I'm I don't think it's far fetched, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like dad obviously had a serious intention for you to pursue something bigger than what you were doing. Yeah. And I feel like that shows that he really really cared about yeah, you. Yeah, and that's it took me a while to get around to that idea, but I th- with my seeing how it is and looking at that situation more and more in depth, it always felt as though he was watching over me in that wow. specific moment in time. That's so because cool. yeah, because it's not like that was a coincidence. No, that's like, come on, man. let's <laughs> right. be real. Right. Anybody out there have had such a quote unquote coincidence <laughs> like this? Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. No way. Well, thanks for sharing that. That's yeah. pretty crazy. Um, but so I wanted the question that I asked you before. Yeah. yeah. Did you have any other deaths previously to your father's or around that? Yeah, so there was, so here's the thing that made my father's death more or less the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like I was dealing with four other deaths at the same time without really being aware of it because I had a good friend named Rocky who lived, who I went to this 
thing called the Secret Skate Park Tour, which was Tony Hawk's thing. We Same. went to yeah, we went nice. to about ten years ago. <laughs> saw all these famous pros: Andrew Reynolds, yeah. Riley Hawk, his son, you name it. Bam Margera was there. Wow! All these cool, wow. all these cool <laughs> pros, right? Yeah. And I went to this the skate park tour with with Rocky. Right. And we had such a good connection. Rocky was a cool dude. Yeah. And he was, was friends with everybody. If you see a photo of him, he's one of the most likable people that you can ever come across. He's when he when when we were in school, he was probably about five foot two, five foot Aww. four. He's this short little cute kid. That's awesome. He has like brown curly hair that goes down to his shoulders. Right. And even his appearance is like, I'm a cute little kid. Aww. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so um, Rocky ended up passing away due to alcohol poisoning, wow. which was really brutal for a lot of people in the school because Rocky was so likable. I mean, he was one of the most popular kids in the school, and he wasn't like jock popular. Sure, yeah. He was genuine, and everybody liked Rocky because right. it's Rocky. Right. You right. know? Yeah. I totally have known people like that in mm-hmm. high school, mm-hmm. where it's just they genuinely just get along with everybody. Yeah. You know? exactly it wow so okay so is there anybody else that you yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah? damn dude i see your face i should see his face right now (laughs) and then about two years after there was another kid um, named derek that ended up committing suicide because he was getting bullied too much in school what yeah and it was it was really brutal because that kid was one of the teacher's sons oh my god so you're dealing with this really intense situation and I and honestly I didn't know Derek tremendously well I always liked Derek because he was I always thought of him as a nice type of kid but I remember the day uh the day he passed and the way his mother looked the next day it was something had definitely hit her of course right of course yeah absolutely so wow man pretty heavy stuff right it's serious yeah I mean it's like Loss is loss, mm-hmm. but to have so many losses in one lifetime, how do you get through? Like, what do you do? Mm. I mean, do you ever find yourself lost in this, in these losses or anything? What it, do you do to handle that? You know, honestly, it was, I handled it with numbness. Wow. Because I did not go to see Rocky's funeral. Mm-hmm. I did not see Derek's funeral. You know, can I, can I ask why? It was, you know, I didn't really even have a reason for it. I think it was too much for me to even look at that I didn't want to experience it or have to go through. I don't know. I just never put a lot of attention on going to Rocky's funeral or Derek's funeral. I handled my father's funeral. Okay. From start to finish. Wow, by yourself? Pretty much by myself. My mom was helping me with some papers and stuff like that. But I was responsible for getting him cremated. I was responsible for handling the it wasn't an after party but it was yeah. the ceremony of of having his people come by sure. did a speech for him and everything i handled everything in his trailer i ended up getting a vehicle out of it it was had to take care of another vehicle Damn. it was it was a lot of work we are so much more alike than i thought <laughs> right i mean it's nice to be alike with somebody in like yeah. more positive ways but you know what i mean i feel like you and i have a lot of common reality right uh-huh. now yeah i did the same shit for wow. my mom yeah i don't no think way. i mentioned that in the interview yeah. but that's not easy right no one should like no one should go through that alone right you just had this 
horrible loss. Right. And now you have to handle all of the physical universe things that belong to that person. Right. That's not okay, you know? Yeah. It just adds, to be real with you, I mean, that's like me. Like, I literally got rid of everything. Wow. I did the same thing. That's right. Nothing. It, I wanted none of yeah, it. Yeah. I was the same way. I got yeah. rid of his records. I passed on his bass guitar. He was in a band. I made sure yeah. it got to a good friend. That's awesome. But I mainly just got rid of all of his stuff. Right. Except for the van. I kept the van. <laughs> yeah, but hey, you, gotta get, you have to be able to drive yourself <laughs> right. with this stuff to give it to other people. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get that. But, you know, no, I feel like a lot of people that are listening right now would be able to have reality with that aspect. Like, you don't want to see these things that are connected to this person. No. Because literally every single thing you see reminds you of them. Yeah. And it's just a matter of help, please. Yeah. Get rid of it now. Yeah. So I'm sorry you had to go through that alone, dude. Oh. Because that's shitty. I, yeah. You know? No, you're but, right. So you're dealing with Rocky and Derek. Yep, Rocky, Derek, and it was, it was, yeah, like I said earlier, it's like the tip of the iceberg, you know? Yeah. There is these two deaths prior, which when I did the counseling later on, okay. um, I didn't even realize how much Rocky's death affected me. Really? Yeah, it was, when Rocky passed away, it was almost this numbness went into my life and it just sat there. Wow. And I just wasn't even aware of it. It was just, okay, Rocky's gone. This is affecting me. Mm -hmm. And it's really intense. But when my father passed away, that was having a 10 times, a 10x effect yes. on my life. And it was, I couldn't handle the death of my father very well. Really? You know, I could, I was really good at dealing with people and then crying by myself when I was alone. I get that. I'm sure you're not alone. Right. You know, but that's what I mean. It's like a heavy loss like that and having mm -hmm. to confront something like that. And not only that, experiencing a heavy loss like your dad's. Yeah. But already having two previous deaths to deal with friends of yours before mm -hmm. is just, that's heavy, dude. Yeah. You know, but that's amazing. So you mentioned the counseling. Mm -hmm. So what was it like getting this counseling? Like, what did you do or how is it? So it was interesting because the counseling worked in a variety of factors. Okay. Initially, I was just handling my father. Mm -hmm. And like you said in yours, how you had mountains, you felt like mountains, you could breathe again yeah, type of thing. That's how I felt as well. There yeah. was this awesome moment of clarity where I was no longer having to be weighted down by these anchors of pain is really wow. what it felt like. I felt like I was in a boat and I had two anchors on both my arms just attached. Okay. And I couldn't lift up my boat any higher because I was stuck. And going through these, the counseling was the way to get my let go of those anchors. And I could have a little bit more freedom in my life of having fun again and right. seeing life in a better viewpoint and handling it in a much better way than right. just being aggravated that he's not there anymore. It was almost like I could see that he did care because there was a lot of things that chimed in later on when, for example, getting the call from Job Corp. I may not have seen, in a way I didn't like see a lot of care when I was going through it growing up, right. but there was a lot of care put into it and I felt like he contributed to it a lot to the point where it's, yeah, he does care, and he did love me a lot. And that was hard for me to see, but now that I've gotten older, it's easier for me to grasp onto. Sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely get that. Wow. So tell me more about, like, I mean, how are the days after, you know, finally it hitting you that mm. your dad is gone yeah, and he's not coming back? Mm. What were the days like after for you 
in addition to like the numbing and all of that, mm -hmm. like how did you get through the day before the counseling and everything? Um, you know, I have always had this viewpoint of making the best out of things, and I would always focus on being positive and focusing on the positive things in my life. Being in Utah was probably the best thing for me at the time because a lot of people knew who I was in Montana type of thing. Right. You know, I mean, Montana has only one area code, right? 406. So, like, it's not like there's a lot of people in Montana. Anyway, nice. <laughs> but I knew people in Montana. Yeah. And... I knew that if I stayed in Montana, it, I would have been toast because everyone would have been asking me. I got comments on social media, like, I'm so sorry for your dad's loss. And that was the last thing I even wanted to hear. No shit. I didn't want to I look totally at it. Understand. I totally yeah, understand. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm so sorry. I feel bad for you. I'm like, I don't want to talk to you right now. You have yeah. no idea what I'm going through. That's right. You know what I mean? God, I totally get that. Yeah. That's literally the last thing yeah. we want to hear. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just like, leave like, me alone. Oh, right. Like, thanks for the reminder. Oh, my yeah. God. I know? deal with this every second of my life. I'm trying to have a social interaction right now. You just, oh, awesome. Thank you. I only had to think about that for 10 hours God. in a row. <laughs> I mean, I do yeah. get it. Like, people yeah. feel obligated because right. they do have that sympathetic aspect yeah. of it. And it's like, they give a shit. Right. They do give a shit. Yeah. But it, it is. It's just like, <laughs> hey, let me remind you what happened this time, you know? It's like, right. oh, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, but I get that. Okay, yeah. so what about anything else that helped you understand everything that was happening with you or what was going on with you? Yeah, you know, I think what it was, there was getting more of the counseling later on on Rocky uh -huh. because my dad's death was its own section of thing, but I was really traumatized by Rocky passing away. Yeah. I it was such an intense emotion and I feel like the two deaths were so connected in a way, mm -hmm. but it was connecting to the two together and just being able to fully release all those emotions from the pain and upset that I had gone through. And it was honestly when I did the counseling on Rocky that I really felt there was this dramatic shift of, wow, life is better again. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And what tripped me out is when I, I didn't realize that all those other deaths were really connected until I did the episode on you. Yeah. And it took me about, I think, three days to really figure it out. But it was, wow. yeah, but it was, I was upset still because I would, I would have the counseling and I would feel good, but there was still a connection of why am I, why am I still upset about this? Sure. And it was Rocky's death, later what did I realize, which was Derek's death. And then my grandma and my father were, there was the string of deaths that I had to, after I did the episode with you, I fully realized that all of those were connected because my in my brain I was saying I was saying my dad's death is my friend's death is my grandma's death oh, is my friend's death yeah. and all of these are coming at me at the same time just smashing me in the face with right. like a rock until I did your episode where I realized that they were all separate entities of situations sure. And then I fully came out of it, and I was laughing, and I was wow. so much happier. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, so yeah. glad I could help you with that. You totally did. <laughs> I yeah, dude. Yeah. On on a wow. more positive note about this too, I the last time I hung out my with my dad was actually an amazing experience. Really? Tell me yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So it was I was smoking cigarettes at the time. Yeah. And it was cool because he didn't heart me on it at all. Yeah, I was, we met over at Coffee Traders, the place where I was working. Yeah. 
That's crazy to think about. He picked me up from the place I, I'm just realizing this. He picked me up from the place that the police officer walked in and told me about him passing away. Really? This is so wild to me. What is happening right now? <laughs> there are so many realizations yeah, happening. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but he was just super cool about it. He was at just, how many cigarettes are you smoking now? And I was like, you know, I'm smoking five cigarettes a day, you know, and I'm oh, like, what up, Dad? I'm yeah, just so dead. right, right, right. <laughs> and he's like, okay, okay. He didn't say anything about it. He yeah. just wanted to know. And um, we ended up hanging out for a few hours. And honestly, it was the one day where we really got along. That's so cool. Yeah. There was just this bonding that I never really had with him. Yeah. That was so nice to experience. Yeah before for the last time that I saw him right you know he would tell me jokes and for once I laughed yeah <laughs> most dad jokes <laughs> come on now we laugh at right dad jokes. right yeah yeah <laughs> being a little older but yeah, yeah I just remember I we the last time I ate food with him was in front of a five guys and fries and it was nice yeah it was nothing special but it was just we were sitting on the curb together outside eating food laughing and enjoying each other's company that is so cool yeah, it was great. So that's honestly the last real thing I remember about him. Yeah. And it, and even doing this and talking about this more really helps me understand that he does care. And that's really big for me because I was really I I was really aggravated at him for a long time. Yeah, I get just that. yeah, just for not being there, you know? And I that's all I can really focus on and look at. But after seeing everything and how it's turned out, it's he did care and I I love him more as I get older, which yeah. is kind of odd to think about, but it's very true. Yeah, I mean, I could see that aspect too. Time in between and really mm-hmm. looking at the pleasure moments that you had mm-hmm. with them, the good times that you had with them. Yeah. And the good times that it appears like, I mean, yeah. even, even like the whole smoking thing. It's yeah. like, it seems like he was a good parent, you know? Yeah. They're, no offense to some of you, but you know, some parents are like, oh my God, I have to keep you safe and you cannot smoke for the help me God, you know? But it's like, He's like, okay, man, like you're going to make your own choices in life and yeah. hopefully you make good ones and yeah. never made you wrong, you know? Yeah. That's really cool. It is. Well, Ian, tell me, how are you doing today? Way better. Yeah? Yeah. Since So I was in Colorado for several years and growing up in mountainous states, it was almost like growing up in Montana where I experienced five deaths realistically within a 30 mile radius it was almost like going out to Colorado and Utah was almost a similar environment I'm still around the mountains I'm still around similar people I'm still around similar type situations and it wasn't even until I came out to Florida where I was really able to see that all these things were separate you know being in an area where it's warm all the time was totally different, where it's humid, which I actually love the humidity. I don't know about a lot of you. Yeah, right, right. I'm like, I smell in the air and I'm like, oh gosh, this is awesome. I'm like smelling and choking. (laughs) Right? I'm even used to it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But being next to the ocean is so good for me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so just being in this different environment and and going back to Montana, which I know is going to happen, is going to be an amazing experience for me because I can, I'm living in a very different environment 
But I also love Florida for the people I've met, like you. Oh, <laughs> oh thanks, man. Yeah. You're an amazing person. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And everybody else, too. I mean, Florida has such a good... I've been fortunate to find such a good band of people, and totally. I'm a social butterfly, and so it's... Yes, you are. Been good. Right. Yeah. And it's been amazing connecting with all these good people. So yeah. I'm super hyped to be here. Nice. A lot happier than I've ever been. Hell yeah, dude. Like, so... Good. So we've gone through this whole track of all of this stuff and everything that you've experienced and after the counseling. And so in general today, like, what are you working on? Like, what is your production? Like, what are your goals? What are you doing now? What do you see in the future? What is going on? Right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's crazy because being in Florida, I work, I I do this podcast now. I do other side businesses. I work. And then I'm also busy just studying a lot as well. Yeah, so yeah. nice. And doing, honestly, doing the podcast has turned into one of the best things that has ever happened to me because it's building social connections, which then connects you to other people, to other totally. people, to other people. Like just last week, for example, I, I initially did a podcast on the third interview with Jessica. Yeah. And meeting Jessica turned into meeting her neighbor, Mm-hmm. Je- who is also named Jessica, coincidentally. What? Which then I get invited to a game night, which then I meet... An- right. Which then I meet another another person who's become a new friend, and then we go to the beach next weekend, which I meet another band wow. of people. It's been so cool. That's and- amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Dude, honestly, like, I am so stoked about these podcasts because yeah. the reality of it is, it's like I've never totally been into podcasts, mm-hmm. but because you're doing them now <laughs> yeah. and because you interviewed me and because it was so much fun and yeah. I'm having so much fun right now, <laughs> I want to listen to podcasts right. now. Like it actually inspired me to like, okay, like put the music down. Let's actually listen to people talk about like real life things. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's inspired me to even listen to podcasts. High Don't. five. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome though. Thank like, you. dude, there's nothing like connecting with really good people Mm -hmm. expanding your friendships Mm -hmm. and living your best life bro that's sick well i'm really happy to have interviewed you on this Mm -hmm. and like this is the first time guys this is the first time i'm even hearing about this (laughs) we've been friends for like how long now it's what we met each other i think about six eight months ago yeah yeah not long no that's not a long time guys no (laughs) but what's crazy is like i feel like with you, I feel like we've known each other because the way, oh, yeah. yeah, for way longer. The way we get along is so amazing. It just makes sense. <laughs> we've never fought. We're good people. We're both social butterflies. It's so true. You, Ian's laughing so much because we laugh like that all the fucking time. It's true. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so funny. And we, you know, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Nice. I'm happy yeah. to know you. High five again. High five again. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> You know, and it's, I'm just so grateful that I can do this podcast because in doing this podcast with other people, specifically doing this episode, because it's really helped me come to what I feel like is a full closure on the situation and being able to walk forward thinking that, wow, you know, like life is really good. People around me have really cared. I've lived a really good life. Coincidentally, at times there was obvious traumatic parts to it, but I always had that viewpoint of how can I make my life a little bit better? How can I make my life a little bit better? Even when dealing with my father's situation, you know, I was dealing with my father's situation, but going to a trade school where I was learning skill sets that totally helped me out in life and getting into more trade skills and all of that, which 
realistically boiled down to making one decision that helped to making another decision that was good and just following it up with really good situations that yeah. led to better and better things. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm going to do what you did to me. So yeah. for other listeners, <laughs> Ian, if you were to give any advice to our listeners right now or anybody mm. out in the world, what would it be? You know, I would say just to focus on making that one better decision that you can on a day-to-day basis. Even if it's instead of drinking Jack Daniels to drinking soda or breaking it down further, drinking soda to water, or instead of watching TV, maybe learning a language on an app, going for a walk instead of taking drugs. That's a great one! (laughs) I hope everybody's listening right now because that's a great one. (laughs) Take Ian's advice, my friends. But it's true. Yeah. I really love that you say that because really, it really is a matter of taking it day by day. Yeah. You know? Mm. And obviously, like I said in my interview, Ian and I are totally willing to help you. Yeah. My advice when Ian asked me that question was, call me. 727-348-0781. My name is Taylor Mack. I will 100% help you. You having a hard time? You want to go for a walk? Whatever, dude. Yeah. Both Ian and I can go for a walk. We can skateboard, we can bike, whatever. We're here to make friends and help people out, help people live a better world and a better life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I really love that advice. Taking it a day at a time. Mm -hmm. One decision at a time. Yeah. Just make a more positive decision. You know what I mean? So that's really sick. Yeah. And what totally just I realized too with your episode is that's exactly what you basically did. It's true. Yeah. It's totally true. Yeah. And it all starts with that first one positive decision. Mm -hmm. It really did because that was the thing. I realized that Mm. holy shit, if I don't change something, I'm just going to keep going in the same spiraling downward direction. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's true. Just one positive decision. Just make it. Yeah. And you'll feel that much better about yourself and your surroundings in life. Very much so. So cool. (laughs) This was so much fun, as usual. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, is there anything else you wanted to say? I've run out of questions. No, you're good. I don't know what to ask you anymore. (laughs) No, you're good. You're good. I appreciate it. This has been amazing. Yes. Guys, if you would like to catch every new episode coming out, if you enjoyed this content, please subscribe to this, like this, share this with someone else that could help somebody else. If you have anybody that's gone through a loss of a parent or someone else that's been meaningful to them, share this episode with them. Let them know that there's hope in their life for things going better. Because I know I've met other people who have dealt with a loss in their life that's been really hard to look at. Even thinking about it, they tear up. And I know for Taylor and I, we've gone through this counseling where we look at it, we can see it, but it's not affecting us in a negatively very hard approach. So please share this out because this is really about helping other people. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, you're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Agreed. Cool. Awesome. We'll catch the next one, guys. We're hyped to do this. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye.